Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. I so appreciate you. Thank you for joining me. And today, I wanted to share with you my story. My story about my childhood and some experiences that I've gone through to lead me to do what I'm doing today. And my beginnings were very, very humble beginnings. My parents are refugees from Vietnam, and I'm a first generation born in Canada, um, child of immigrant parents. And I know that growing up, my parents did the best that they could with what they knew. My mom had me when she was 20 years old, which is now considered um, quite young to have a child in um, North America, Western culture, but it was really normal in my mom's generation and in her culture to be a mother at that age with your first child. And I was a really shy and quiet kid who lived in my head a lot. And I actually was an ESL, English as a second language, until about grade one or two, which seemed to work really well because I basically don't know any other language than English now. And I'm the oldest of three children. And I think all of our childhoods were really different um, between myself and my younger sister and my younger brother. There's a five-year age gap between each child, so I'm 10 years older than my brother and five years older than my sister. And I think especially since my parents had me when they were pretty young, People were still changing, and I think my parents were different people when they raised me from newborn to age five compared to who they were when they raised my sister from newborn to age five, and then my brother from newborn um, to his age five. What people sometimes remind me that I said was that I would often say when I was a really, really young child, Mo Mong, Mo Siu, witches don't look don't laugh in Cantonese and I really meant don't look at me don't laugh at me I grew up with a lot of Cantonese and Vietnamese in the household and honestly my upbringing was turbulent and I was really shy and to myself and what I wanted most out of my childhood and if I'm being honest also my teenage years and adult early adult life was just to be left alone and to be invisible that's where I felt the most comfortable and the most safe whether that's because I actually felt invisible and lonely and then I just learned to like it referring back to my previous episode on unconscious masochism it's very possible I would often have opportunities um, as an adult for a lot of amazing friendships and just opportunities for work. And I know that in many cases, I've put, in some way, <laughs> I've put up a barrier to limit the expansiveness and depth of the friendships and my career at times because I was so scared that I couldn't contain it. And the truth is it's because it felt uncomfortable to not feel lonely and to not be invisible and my growth and inner work as an adult was to open up more and actually be okay with being vulnerable and 
Vulnerability is not always a bad thing because if I let my walls and guard down with friendships and relationships, that's when the real connection and love happens. Yes, I could feel grand pain when it comes to relationships, but I could also feel grand love. If I never want to get hurt and just be okay with always feeling a sense of loneliness to protect myself from potentially an even larger pain, I'm limiting the amount of love I get to have. How much of ourselves are we willing to give and allow people to see and experience when we're in union with them? How do we get from a bare minimum union to a divine union? It takes a strong foundation of trust, respect, and actually um, intimacy to exist by being vulnerable. And I knew and know I want this. And I had to change. I had to face the shadow parts of myself somehow and change. And if I look at who I was 10 years ago and compared it to who I am today, there is a significant change. I am a different person. And I'm so freaking happy that I am. The first step in recognizing and working through the shadow parts of myself was that I needed to practice forgiveness. Forgiveness for myself. For people in my life who in the narrative of my life, I believed put me in a situation of victimization where I felt injustice, unfairness, selfishness, inconsideration, and all those things. And especially as an adult, forgiving the younger versions of myself in the timeline of my life for everything crappy that I've done that was also victimizing other people where I was unfair, selfish, and inconsiderate. I've realized that many things were a self-fulfilling prophecy where loneliness and isolation and the separation of myself from others was due to my own judgment of others and myself. This judgment and self-protection caused the separation And it was a vicious cycle of feeling like I'm in survival because I had nobody else to depend on or rely on but myself, or at least that was my perception and self-led design of my own life. I had and still need to do inner child work. There is the child version of me that still exists from my past timeline that I need to soothe and protect as the adult woman version of myself to let my inner child know that I'm here for her. I'm here to keep her safe and protected and I'm at the wheel now. And it's not appropriate for a child to take the wheel and drive my life, especially an inner child that used to be a lot more wounded than she is now. I found that seeing everyone as the child version of themselves really helped with forgiveness because everyone was a child and everyone has an inner child. And in addition to the inner child, everyone has other fragmented parts of themselves 
that are so painful that they've sealed it off and put it in a box somewhere inside of them. And sometimes the pain boxes get opened when people get triggered or activated or when their inner child freaks out because they're feeling unsafe, unprotected, and unloved. Everyone was once an innocent child who deserves love unconditionally. And then life happened. We create stories and live according to them and our programming. And a lot of my own inner work and forgiveness was to really shed light on what was my story and narrative. What's my programming? How do I heal that? How do I forgive myself and others? As somebody whose early life was turbulent and chaotic feeling, I spent most of my life trying to provide myself safety and security, consistency and predictability. And as I now know very well, Life is not always full of safety, security, consistency, and predictability. Nothing is guaranteed. Change is the only thing that is constant. I seem to end up in relationships that did not give me those things. And working in the tech industry, which is anything but secure, consistent, and predictable. This led to a lot of anxiety in my adult life. And I found myself doing my inner work and also having to heal anxiety at the same time. And even though I've become quite interested in self-development and having a growth mindset um, since 2007, it really ramped up starting just over 10 years ago in 2013 when I started traveling internationally for work to train clients. I traveled so much for work during that time that I got elite status in the Star Alliance program and it wasn't until a few years after that after a huge promotion at work that I had started to feel generalized anxiety and experience frequent panic attacks which really really sucked because I haven't yet dealt with my intense desire to be invisible I was anything but invisible. It was at this point that I knew I really, really had to deal with my inner world because I didn't want my outer world to fall apart. I did and learned about all the things because I didn't want to ruin or sabotage my life. All the therapy, all the therapy modalities, you name it, I probably did it. Even the woo-woo ones, especially the woo-woo ones. (laughs) These years of experiences have taught me a lot, a lot about um, the benefits and limitations of uh, top-down therapy and how alternative therapies are so much more amazing than many people even realize. How we really can't intellectualize our way out of problems all the time. Oftentimes our mind is the problem. We need to work around the mind to get at these little pain boxes that we've tucked away within ourselves that we're too scared to look at, to deal with, that we hoped we would forget. But the body never forgets. And the body isn't the mind. 
And this is where acupuncture, Reiki, and breath work were game changers for me. They got at these hidden and compartmentalized parts of me that I just didn't know how to access. I'm like a squirrel who hid nuts and then forgot about them, didn't know where they were. And with my deep desire for safety, security, and predictability, and with all of the inner work, self-development, and healing that I've done, I believe I've been able to go through some recent experiences in the past few years that I wouldn't have been able to handle as well at all if I was the same person that I was 10 years ago. I've gone through a divorce, which is a huge life change and is never easy for anyone. And shortly after the divorce, the pandemic happened. And also during the pandemic, for the first time in my life, I lived alone with no partner, no roommates, no family, just myself in my own place. So many things I feared happened all at once. Being single, living alone, going through a worldwide pandemic, not being able to see anyone sometimes for weeks, completely the opposite of the sense of safety, security, and predictability. Everything I was afraid of happened, and I went through it. I didn't lose my mind. I'm still here, and I'm moving forward. And I want to not just survive, but thrive. I'm definitely doing more than just surviving right now. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you were or are going through anything like me, and you feel like you're going through everything you're afraid of right now, keep going. Because you'll have gone through it. And you're still going to be here too, once you're through it. And you will not just survive, but thrive too. And that's why I'm doing this. Because I think there's a lot of people who are like who I was, full of anxiety, wanting a sense of safety, security, and predictability. And I want to help you build a strong foundation with yourself to realize how powerful you really are. I want to help you call back your energy, build your energy, protect your energy so that you have your own personal fortress of energy, like how I've learned to do for myself and are continuing to maintain it and continue building it. And if you've enjoyed this episode and found it useful or valuable, I would really appreciate it if you subscribe to my podcast, if you haven't already, and share it with anybody you think would find it of value as well. And I'll see you in the next one.